I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast, For the Health of It, episode 45. Remember to subscribe to this podcast, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. Today we're going to talk about something that affects pretty much everybody, and that's emotional eating. How many people are emotional eaters? Raise your hands. We all are. I mean, think about that. What, what, does it come, what happens with food? Uh, if there's a death, you eat. If there's a party, you eat. If you're happy, you eat. If you're sad, you eat. You go on a date, you eat. So eating is a big issue, and we associate eating, hopefully, with pleasurable things. And so sometimes when we start feeling depressed or anxious, we want to feel pleasure. So we want to do things we associate with pleasure, which would be what? Eating. So we know that food is the fuel that runs your body. And emotional uh, connections to food are a big issue. Now, I grew up Italian, and so we ate constantly. And on Sundays, we went to grandma's house. And my grandmother, grandma and grandpa Esposito had 10 children, eight boys, two girls. And so then they all had spouses and almost all got married and they had kids. And so in 1968, I think it was, we, it was the, my grandparents' 50th wedding anniversary. And everybody went to the 50th wedding anniversary. And there was 72 Espositos directly descendant from grandma and grandpa Esposito. That's a lot of Espositos. But every Sunday, you were expected to show up at grandma's house. You never were invited. You never called and canceled. You were there. It just was what it was. And she never asked how many people come in and prepare the food. She just prepared food for these mass amounts of people. And it was wonderful. Great growing up. And I grew up in New Jersey. And they had a house on Bud Lake, New Jersey, which is a little lake. And it was great. It's this big, long uh, uh, granite, I guess it was, table. Stone table with stone benches. And we'd sit underneath the grapevines. And we'd eat constantly. And it was just wonderful. So I have good memories of that because I was with my cousins and my aunts and my uncles and my family. And it was just wonderful. So we really associate food, hopefully, with pleasurable things, but you can break free of this emotional eating. So if, if you're a typical person, you think, well, I had a good time when I was growing up with my cousins, so what am I going to do? Well, I'm not feeling well. I want to relive those days. I'm going to go have a pasta meal. I'm going to have some meatballs. I'm going to have some spare ribs, and you're going to have that pleasurable moment. So I want to talk about some things that you can start doing to get over your emotional eating. Because I, we should eat for one reason, and that reason should be to nourish our bodies. Now, food should be pleasurable. I understand that, and I want it to be pleasurable. But you really should think when you're eating, it's, it, you, you're eating to nourish your body. And so you can eat pleasurable things that nourish your body. That's the goal. Because sometimes you think, well, it's a celebration. Let's go have some ice cream and some cake and some cookies. Sounds good to me, right? But what you're doing is you're actually putting something in your body that's going to cause your body not to function well, but to actually malfunction. So to me, as, as I'm getting older, I start to realize why do we celebrate with alcohol and champagnes and, uh, and cakes and candies and cookies and donuts and steaks? That should be the opposite. We should do those things when we want to feel bad, not we want to feel good. Even Thanksgiving, I mean, that's always the big joke, right? I feel so sick after Thanksgiving, I can't move. You just ate too much food. And people think, well, it's a turkey that has tryptophan in it, and tryptophan, tryptophan combines with B6, creates 5-HTP. 5-HTP becomes serotonin. Serotonin becomes melatonin, which causes you to get tired. However, all meat has about the same amount of tryptophan in it, not turkey specifically. So don't be fooled 
by something simple like, oh, Thanksgiving tur turkey made me tired. It's the volume of food that you ate that makes you tired. So we respond automatically to feelings of hunger. Hunger is a little bit of pain. And when you're in pain, what do you want to do? You want to get out of the pain. And so hunger, nature makes it a little bit uncomfortable. So you do want to eat. We go to the refrigerator, we grab some cheese, maybe some ice cream, and we mindlessly eat. And then you put bulk or calories in your body and you say, okay, I feel better. I'm not, don't, that hunger pain went away and I'm good. But now what happens? Well, maybe you get headaches, maybe you get runny nose, maybe you get diarrhea, maybe you get bloating or gas, you gain weight. So you got that momentary pleasure with long-term damage. So what do you want to do then? You want to eat something that's going to give you momentary pleasure. And then you go out and eat the cake and the ice cream and things like that. Now, cheese, for example, people tell me all the time, Dr. Joe, I'm, I'm willing to give up milk. I, I understand I shouldn't be drinking milk, but I love my cheese. Why is that? Well, talk about emotional eating. Cheese has something in it called casomorphines. It's essentially morphine. And sociologists believe, and I have no reason to doubt this, that nature put the casomorphines in milk so that the animal would breastfeed its baby or whatever, I don't know, cows breastfeed, whatever they do, and the baby would calm down. So it's morphine. And different animals have different types of morphine. There's human morphine, there's cow morphine, there's pig morphine, there's dog morphine. So we're drinking milk, we're getting a little bit of this casomorphine. Now remember, cows are a lot bigger than human babies. So it's a, a bigger concentration of morphine. But how do we make it even more powerful? We take the water out, concentrate it, and make something called cheese. And so people say, I love my cheese, doc. I can give up my milk, but I can't give up my cheese. The reason is you're getting this high concentration of casomorphine and you're getting high from it. It's not necessarily cheese that you like. It's the concentration of the morphine that you like. Just a fun fact for you. So when you come off the cheese, you may have to get a little withdrawal. It may take a couple of days to get off that. So what we need to do is start taking what we call a mindful moment. Next time and every time you eat, I want you to think, am I hungry? Am I emotional? Why am I eating? Is it five o'clock? That's something too. We all become victims of that. What's 12 o'clock? Time for lunch. You hungry? Not really, no. Okay, but it's 12 o'clock. I have to eat. You don't have to eat. And here's another thing. It's okay to get a little hungry. It's okay to have that discomfort. There's nothing wrong with that because you'll survive. It's not like you got your arm chopped off, you, you stepped on a nail and you get an infection. It's okay to have a little discomfort. And what's cool is you can start to like that discomfort because when you do get hungry, your brain releases chemicals, endorphins, and that helps cover up your pain when you have pain releases endorphins. So if you say, okay, I got a little discomfort, a little hungry. All right, that's not so bad. But then when you start to feel that pain, deal with it, pain, hunger, you start to, my, your brain starts releasing these chemicals and you go, oh, you know what? I'm starting to like this feeling. So now you can start to embrace that hunger as something good as opposed to something bad. I don't want you to keep thinking that that's a bad thing when that happens. So ask yourself, what do I really want? You got to really think a little bit, like I said, mindful eating. Do I need food? Do I need something else? Maybe I'm cold. Uh, maybe I'm tired. So when you're tired, what do you want to do? You want to eat to give yourself energy to get your body working again. Do you really need to eat? Maybe you just need to sleep. Maybe you have an emotional breakdown. You know, I just broke up with my girlfriend. I'm really sad. I want to start releasing chemicals in my brain. And sugar stimulates the dopamine receptor sites. Dopamine is a neurotransmitter that gives you pleasure 
And so when I eat sugar, I'm going to get this momentary pleasure. I'm going to maybe not deal with the, the heartbreak of my breakup. But then that sugar eventually is going to cause my blood sugar to crash. I'm going to feel weak. So you got to start thinking long-term, not just short-term. So close your eyes when, you, when you're hungry and ask yourself a few questions. How am I feeling? Am I physically hungry? Do I have hunger pangs? Has it been two or three hours since my last meal? Is it really time to eat? Maybe it's not time to eat. What happens is you eat food, whatever you eat. Let's assume you have a regular meal. Okay, I don't eat meat. I'm a vegetarian. I'm a vegan. So let's assume I have, a, I don't know, a hummus wrap and maybe some baba ganoush. Go Mediterranean for this, for this analogy here. I don't know why. And maybe some olives. It's going to take about six hours to eight hours to get from my stomach to my small intestine, that meal. If it's four hours later and I'm suddenly getting hunger pangs, that food isn't out of my stomach yet. I'm not done digesting. So what happened? Well, maybe I have another reason why I have this emotional craving. If you eat high fructose corn syrup, how many people eat that? Raise your hands. A lot of you eat high fructose corn syrup. Where is it found? Everywhere. High fructose corn syrup is everywhere. And so you're eating high fructose corn syrup. It does a couple of things. It slows down your production of leptin. Leptin is a neurotransmitter that's produced in your stomach, goes into your brain, goes up into your hypothalamus, and it makes you feel full. Ghrelin is a neurotransmitter that's produced in your small intestine, and it makes you feel hungry when it goes up to the hypothalamus. High fructose corn syrup slows down your production of leptin, but increases your production of ghrelin. So here I am, I just ate this big meal, and I had a big piece of, uh, I don't know, cake afterwards, or donuts made with high fructose corn syrup. Suddenly I'm hungry. Why is that? My leptin production slowed down in my stomach, so it's not telling my brain that I'm full. If it get, works its way into my small intestine, now the ghrelin is being released telling me that I'm hungry. So even though you know, logically, you've put enough food in your body for eight hours, why are you having these hunger pangs? High fructose corn syrup. A couple of years ago, something came out in the health food world, uh, agave nectar. And agave nectar was the end all be all. It was the greatest thing in the world. And everybody says, oh, Dr. Joe, agave nectar, this is great. It doesn't spike your blood sugar. It's healthy. It comes from a plant. It must be healthy. So what happens? High fructose corn syrup is 55% fructose and 45% glucose. Glucose is the sugar that your body uses as fuel. Fructose has to be converted into glucose. 55% versus 45%. High fructose corn syrup is bad. Agave nectar is 85% fructose. How could that be? doesn't spike your blood sugar. Let me explain it to you, Lucy. Some of you may be old enough to remember that. What happens is fructose has to be converted into glucose, and that happens in your liver. So if I'm eating glucose, let's assume I eat 100% glucose, bam, it spikes my blood sugar and it gets sent into the cells. If I'm eating fructose or high fructose corn syrup or worse, agave nectar, it doesn't spike my blood sugar because that fructose has to go into the liver to be converted into glucose. Then it goes into the blood and will raise the blood sugar. So I eat agave nectar, my blood sugar is, is low or normal. Oh my God, this is the greatest thing in the world. No, because fructose as it's converting into, into glucose creates something called uric acid. Uric acid gets in your joints and it hurts. Now I'm a chiropractor. I'm board certified in chiropractic, orthopedics, pain management, double board certified in nutrition, BS in nutrition, retired dietitian, award-winning author. My nationally syndicated radio show is the number one health and wellness radio show in the world. Been in practice 34 years, missed a half a day of work in 34 years. And so I got a lot of experience under my belt. And people come to me all the time and they say, well, Dr. Joe, I, you know, I, I don't understand it. This, this doesn't spike your blood sugar, it must be good. 
Fructose gets into uric acid, uric acid gets in your joints and it hurts. So as a chiropractor, as your chiropractor, people say, well, Dr. Joe, I want to get out of pain. That's number one reason we see patients. Number two is for digestion. We'll talk about that in a little bit. So people say, Dr. Joe, I want to get out of pain and I have them write down everything they eat. And I say, well, you're doing high fructose corn syrup, agave nectar, spiking your uric acid levels in your joint. So if my team of doctors gave you the best chiropractic adjustment ever given in the history of the world, let's assume we can do that. And you're doing uric acid, or fructose creating uric acid, it's going to cause problems. And there goes emotional eating too, because it's stimulating the ghrelin in your small intestine, which makes you hungry. And so what do you want to do? You want to eat to relieve that, that discomfort that hunger is, because the brain doesn't know you're full. Your stomach knows you're full. Didn't tell the brain. Uric acid prevents your body from producing something called nitric oxide. Nitric oxide opens up your blood vessels. It's a vasodilator. That stuff is good. Opens up the blood supply to your brain, to your reproductive organs. We'll keep it clean. This is a family show. But you see now all the time people selling little purple pills and little blue pills. I'm sorry, little purple pills is, uh, is for digestive issues. But little blue pills. And a little blue pills open up your blood vessels. And if you ever watch a sporting event, every third commercial is for that. Apparently, no man in the world is functioning normally. But it turns out that about 33%, 31, 33% of men across the world are taking these little blue pills. Why? Because they're not getting proper circulation. And the thing that doesn't address, they're not getting proper nerve supply to their reproductive organs. So let's assume you're doing high fructose corn syrup. It creates uric acid. Uric acid gets your joints and it hurts and you're in pain. Uric acid prevents nitric oxide production. So now suddenly your love life is suffering. So now you're depressed. You're sad. So what do you do? You want to stimulate your body to feel better. So you might eat things like sugar or high fructose corn syrup that stimulates the dopamine receptor sites in your brain and you feel good momentarily. Did you follow all that? I know it's a little tricky. Now, if you missed some of that, folks, uh, the, web, the podcast is called For the Health of It. And so if you have a podcast service, you can go check it out. Or my website, drjoe.com, we have well over a thousand hours of archived uh, radio shows, video shows uh, on there, lectures. And it's all free. It's all no charge. So go to my website, drjoe.com, and you can listen and watch as many podcasts as you'd like. And that's, that's my gift to you. So back to nitric oxide for a second. So nitric oxide can be shut down if you eat too much high fructose corn syrup or, or fructose. And now we have to take supplements or pills to open up the blood supply. Well, we have a supplement that is actually called Dr. Joe's nitric oxide support. And it creates nitric oxide. So as you get older, your nitric oxide levels drop. And that may help, may cause brain fog, may cause your muscles to ache, you're not getting good circulation, nerves of blood supply to the digestive system, blood supply to your happy parts. And so nitric oxide works wonders. And little side note, just between you and me, what it does is it gives you a ton of energy. One of the secrets I do when I do radio and television is I, many times if I do a live audience or I'm doing call-ins, I don't know what the question's gonna be. And I gotta think quick. And so the nitric oxide opens up my blood supply to my brain, helps my brain work. And it was funny the other day, I uh, came into the office. And I was just a bundle of energy. And my, my office manager, Damon, he looks at me. He says, you've been taking nitric oxide again? I said, yeah, I did. He goes, I could tell. So it really is another bonus for that. And if you have high blood pressure, it can help open up the blood vessels and lower the blood pressure too. Now, that being said, there's a warning. If you're taking blood pressure medication, don't stop and monitor your blood pressure. Because if you're doing blood pressure medication and you're doing Dr. Joe's nitric oxide support, it may go too low. 
and I don't want you getting dizzy or passing out. So be careful. Start out slow. Maybe take one nitric oxide pill in the morning. If you do well that day, maybe take two, take three, up to four a day. I have to take mine in the morning because otherwise I'm buzzing. I can't sleep at night. So from a chiropractic standpoint, we, we, I like to look at emotional eaters from a, a chemical point, but also from a neurological point. If I'm in pain, you know what I want to do? I want to eat because food releases endorphins from the brain. Endorphins can help cover up the pain somewhat. So emotional eating could be due to pain, physical pain. So if you have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, numbness, tingling, um, if you've ever been in a car accident, I'd like to see you as a patient. My team of doctors would. So if you want to make an appointment to come see us, go to my website, drjoe.com, and you can make an appointment to come see us. In the Atlanta area, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, and Stockbridge. So if you're not in the Atlanta area, you can always fly in and see us. We have people come from all over the world to see us. And we would love the opportunity to do an analysis with you and determine why your body isn't functioning at 100%. Is it pain? Is it a digestive issue, which we're going to talk about in a little bit? You want to pay, stay tuned to that because it's really important. We're going to talk about with digestion. Um, is it a nutritional issue? I take Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source at least once a day. I have it here in the studio with me because it's the minimum amount of nutrients your body needs. It's fruits and vegetables in a powder form, prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes, a complete multivitamin. It alkalizes your system, gives you a ton of minerals. It's a, a source of pure omega-3 fatty acids. So the Super Greens, the essential source, I take every day to two powders. They taste great. I shake them up. You can do it with water. I use coconut milk, ramen milk. Tastes great. Amazing how you start to feel after a couple of days when you start to replenish the nutrients that you've de depleted all your life. So if you're not willing to do anything else, please at least start with the Super Greens and the essential source. And when it comes to emotional eating, people say, Dr. Joe, I feel so much better. So I'm not having the emotional issues that I was having. And so some people report, not all, that they're eating less. They're feeling better. Every now, I, not every now and then it happens all the time. People call up and say, Dr. Joe, I can't afford not to take this. And the first time it happened, I said, I don't understand. What do you mean? They said, I feel so much better. I'm eating so much less food that I'm saving a ton of money. And the food I am eating is only the good food. So it's kind of neat. So the, the nitric oxide, super green, central source, ton of other supplements. They're all on my website, drjoe.com. If you want to make an appointment to come see us, we'd love to have you as a patient, drjoe.com. And we can set up a time to have you come in as soon as possible. So we're talking today about emotional eating. And this is a big issue because so many people are emotional. Well, so many, all of us are emotional eaters. So you have to start thinking about why do I have this emotional eating issue? Am I trying to cover up an emotional pain? Am I trying to cover up a physical pain? Do I have a digestive problem? The answer is probably yes. It's very interesting. I've uh, been in practice 34 years. I would say about 85% of the patients that we test have some digestive problems. Now, we can do stool samples to see if there's parasite infections. We can do saliva samples uh, to see if you have cortisol issues, ad adrenal problems. Or we can do a little blood sample, and we can find out if you have food allergies. But a lot of times, the problems are not chemical. The, the cause is physical. Your stomach can push up against your diaphragm. If the stomach pushes up against the diaphragm, you're not digesting your food properly. So the food is passing from the stomach into the small intestine, partially digested. When that happens, these big chunks, relatively big chunks of undigested food can tear holes in your small intestine and get absorbed into your blood system. And when that happens, your immune system now has to attack these undigested pieces of food. And if it causes a big reaction, that's called an allergy. So a lot of folks with allergies have digestive problems that are causing the allergies. And I'm the prime example for that. 
When I was a kid, my eyes would swell up, my lips would swell up. I was on every antibiotic, antihistamine you can imagine. And finally, years later, even after I was a chiropractor and in practice for many years, I put this all together. And a light bulb went on in my head and I went, oh my gosh, this is revolutionary. The stomach isn't breaking proteins into amino acids. Big chunks of proteins get into the small intestine. They get absorbed. The immune system attacks it and then it has to come out of my system. How does it come out? The sinuses, the throat, the skin, allergic reactions. So I realized I wasn't digesting my food properly. And I, 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 with, other, with help of other doctors, I developed a technique. We could massage or pull the stomach down away from the diaphragm. And if you have that condition and you do that, it's amazing. Acid reflux, heartburn, burping, gas, bloating, incredible. And the proteins that break down into amino acids will eventually become the neurotransmitters in your brain. If you were listening earlier, I gave you a tease on that. Amino acid tryptophan becomes serotonin in your brain. Serotonin helps you focus and calm down. So people with ADD, ADHD, anxiety, depression, even bipolar, many times it's a neurotransmitter issue. What caused the neurotransmitter issue in some cases? The digestive system. Serotonin becomes melatonin, which helps you sleep. Tyrosine becomes dopamine. Dopamine is the neurotransmitter that gives you pleasure. So when we talk about emotional eating, you may think my life just stinks. I have no pleasure in my life and it really is horrible. Well, maybe it's because you're not producing the right amount of dopamine. Now you could have a, a genetic issue where you don't have the right, right amount of dopamine receptor sites or low amount. Uh, there could be other issues involved too, but the simple easy fix is fix the nervous system. Chiropractically, we check the spine for pain and pinched nerves. We check the digestive system to see if you're breaking down the proteins into amino acids because the amino acids are the things that your body needs to produce the neurotransmitters. And then we get the right nutrition in your body. And when we do those three steps, a lot of these emotional eating issues start to go away. Those cravings start to go away. I get cravings. Remember a while ago, it was a while ago, I was up in New York. In my, I'm from Hoboken, New Jersey originally, and grew up in a place called Carlstead, in case you don't, right outside Giant Stadium, home of the only Yoohoo factory in the world. That was our claim to fame in Carlstead. But I was home and I had a, 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 a bagels and a New York bagel, if you've never had one, is just off. The, New York breads. But breads are very delicious if they're made usually at um, sea level. Seattle, San Francisco, New York, Rome, Paris. Places that are sea level have barometric pressure that makes for good bread. My grandma Esposito taught me that years ago. I said, Grandma, how come I can't get good, good bread in Italy, in, in, in Atlanta? And she said, it's the altitude. Giuseppe, it's the altitude. Altitude. So at, in Atlanta, we're 900 feet above sea level, not good bread. Denver, not good bread. Sea level places, good bread. But I digress. I had a bagel. It was delicious. Spectacular. It was vegan, of course. About an hour later, you know what I thought about? I should have another bagel. I could go for some bread. Maybe I'll get some vegan pizza. Once I stimulated those pleasure centers in my brain with that sugar, I wanted more. And so if we can fix the nervous system, fix the digestive system and get your diet straightened out, get you on supplements like Dr. Joe's Super Greens, Dr. Joe's Essential Source. What happens then is the brain kind of reboots itself and a lot of those cravings start to go away. But as soon as I broke the pattern and I had some sugar, bam, those cravings are right back. And I'd think to myself, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I know why I'm having these cravings. We're talking about emotional eating and thoughtful eating. How can I avoid that? Well, it took me a day or two to get over my craving and then I, I got better. So we're talking about emotional eating. You need, really need to think, why am I doing this? 
Am I lonely? Am I sad? Am I cold? Am I hungry? Am I really hungry? Um, am I in pain? Is it emotional pain? Is it physical pain? And so you got to do a little soul searching. And so what I do is go to my website, drjoe.com, and under forms, there's something called the diet diary. And you can start writing down everything you eat. It's free. Just print it up. It's yours. And then in the margin, start writing how you feel. I was sad today. I had a headache today. I can't tell you how many people, were, you know, chiropractically were getting great results with them and they're just blown away, but there's still something lingering. And it turns out maybe it's caffeine that gives them headaches, like for me. Um, maybe it's uh, artificial sweetener that's causing blurred vision. So when you start writing down what you eat and then writing down how you feel emotionally or physically, a lot of times you get to the cause of the problem and not just treat the symptoms. So folks, got to go to break real soon. If you want to get the super greens, the essential source, the nitric oxide, we have a ton of other supplements there. B vitamins, digestive enzymes, probiotics, which hopefully we'll cover today. I don't know if we have time. Those are all on the website, drjoe.com. If you want to make an appointment to come see us in the Atlanta area, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, and Stockbridge. We would love to have you as a patient and bring your family, bring your friends, and bring your kids. Because if we can start kids out on a healthy lifestyle, it makes the rest of their life and the rest of your life a whole lot easier. So to make an appointment, drjoe.com. On the website, hundreds of hours of archived audio and video podcasts. And that's on the website, drjoe.com. And if you have a podcast service for the health of it, that's how we list out podcasts there as well. But we want to naturally get you well and keep you well. We want to be your doctors. Hey, thanks for listening. Tell your friends about the show. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern time on wsbradio.com and on a WSB Radio app. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.